Uh, have you heard about that new SoundCloud rapper, Lil Limiter? <laughs> That's very good. Like He's that. very restrained. <laughs> Limiter? I hardly knew her. And also, I don't like to participate in the patriarchy. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Think Outside the Box Set. I'm not wearing hockey pants. I'm Nathan Hunt. This is a podcast about artists that may be misunderstood, unrecognized, or dismissed. Don't pray to God, pray to me. Uh, and I'm Cameron DeWitt, and um, I'm like a dog chasing a car. If I caught up to it, I wouldn't know what to do with it. Some Camerons just want to watch the world burn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what else we like to watch burn? Huh? Huh? <sighs> Kaya. Kaya got to have Kaya. Got to now. have Kaya now. Let's watch it burn in our mouth and in this the is, joint. This is set season ten of Think Outside Which the episode? Box set. We're covering Bob Marley. Um we're we're late into the season. I do not know which number of episode it is, mm-hmm. but we're almost done. We have what, like three or four left? Yeah. So yeah, we've had, um, you know, a, a little bit of a rocky time with Bob Marley. Maybe not as much as <laughs> certain other yeah yeah uh certain other artists smash See, we've had certain artists that are just like so offensive um that we have to just like lower our bar and like celebrate like the tiny little like moments of <laughs> like, yeah, celebrate mediocrity uh just like my parents did with yeah, me basically it was the only way they could give me a blue uh-huh. ribbon <laughs> we we've passed out a lot of participation trophies uh on this show um but the issue with bob marley is that we heard about uh one rape that he probably did uh to his wife at least once yeah and that has kind of colored the rest of his his art especially when he's talking about women in his songs so it's not great or anytime he like engages with rastafarianism which you know like we have reason to believe it has or has involved or it, some people consider the center of it to include a fair amount of misogyny or at least some I don't expressions know, like, of it. it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, it's been, it's, it's been a little bit complicated, especially the last few episodes. Um, and uh, I think it's soured our experience of him a fair amount. Yep. However, mm-hmm. this album, I, was really enjoyable. Yeah, it's fun. And I think musically, it's a lot more interesting than the last one. There is some just really, really cool grooves. A lot of pretty amazing uh, percussion that is mixed in really interesting ways. Mm-hmm. You should go listen to it on Spotify or go buy it, I guess. Um, <laughs> I guess. Because <laughs> I don't like to not, support musicians. Not a I lot guess of you it. can buy it. <laughs> okay. Not, not a lot of it's going to come through in the... Um, podcast version because we do this podcast in mono mm-hmm. and there's a lot of like really wide panned stuff um there's a pretty a pretty beautiful stereo image most of the time that doesn't feel like an actual live performance it's like a very produced sound that's really cool so mm-hmm. you should all check it out but we'll uh, at least hint at some of that stuff in this episode speaking of being panned uh this album they received criticism for it for quote going soft as a result of the general sound of the album as well as the theme which is songs primarily revolving around love as well as marijuana so you don't get a lot of like yeah this is all love and yeah there's not a lot of like political calls to action or grappling with like the legacy of slavery or babylon for instance uh it's it's more fun and 
it's kind of a, a sister album to Exodus because apparently it was recorded at the same time. Interesting. So, so we kind of put like all of the weed and love songs in one album and the more political stuff in the mm-hmm. other album. Yeah. It's the old one, two punch. Who criticized, who criticized him for this? You know what? I'm going to go on uh, Wikipedia and do one of those like passive aggressive little annotations they do. And just like in the brackets where it says like who in a really snarky tone, you know, uh-huh. <laughs> because it doesn't say that's, that's what I'm getting at. It does not say it just says that they got criticism. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's like, he's a big boy. He contains multitudes. Yeah. Clearly. He can sing. He has a lot to say about uh, imperialism and weed and love. Yeah. I mean, you, those are his three big topics. It's true. I think it's fair that he should uh, at least split them up into multiple albums. Yeah. yeah, you can't always be talking about super serious uh, imperialism stuff. Yeah, and it's probably more impactful to have one album that's really focused on that. Not that I liked that album particularly. <laughs> Not because of the... I like the the content and the ideas, right. but just like the execution wasn't very interesting yes, to me, musically exactly. or lyrically. Yeah, but even even that album, but, this, uh, the last album we're talking about, Exodus, even that didn't feature only like critiques of imperialism and colonialism. It had Three Little Birds on it. It had... Uh, that's true. Jammin'. Yeah, it also had some fun stuff, so... But this one has easy skanking. It does. It skanks so easy. Um, it also has a bunch of repeats. Hey, that's true. Uh, a bunch, though? Does it have a bunch? Let's see. Kaya is Kaya's a repeat. A repeat. Of, Sun is shining. Uh, got to have Kaya now. Sun is shining is a, is a repeat. Oh, I forgot about that one. Is uh, is this love a repeat? No, that's that's first on Kaya. Um, Satisfy My Soul is a repeat. And is that? So there's at least three, I think. Interesting. I don't remember Satisfy My Soul. Whoops. Oops. It's not a very memorable song. Or maybe maybe it's not so a repeat. It is, I, might uh, be, I might be wrong about that. It might not be a repeat. Whoops. We started re- we started recording at uh, 10 o'clock a.m. And it's on a Saturday. Normally, we do this on Fridays in the afternoon. And I'm like, I don't know. I've had a, like a couple co- cups of coffee. I've had a few conversations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like trying. Like, I don't know how sweaty this sounds. But like, I've, I've been like trying. I'm trying really hard to maintain this level of energy, which is not much. <laughs> so so <laughs> you're trying to dial it back now is what you're saying? You're just trying to match your habitual level yeah. of energy by really cranking it back. I'm a morning person. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Man, I love that word sweaty. I want to start using that. They use it a lot in um, uh, Blank Check podcast to talk about very... Once you hear it, it, it's it's a hard word to to take out of your vocabulary and not just appropriate in your daily life and in all of your podcasts. Yeah, exactly. It, I use it and get up in the cool all the oh, time. Really? It just means when something sounds effortful. Yeah, very like effortful and um, like uh, unab- unabashed, contrived, like, contrived or unab- like it, it can't even disguise how effortful it is. Yeah. Or maybe it doesn't even try to disguise it. Yeah, it's a very, uh, very insightful term. Yeah, I like it a lot. Sweaty. So, it also uh, makes me think about sh- should we, fun, sh- sexy stuff. Sweaty. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I'm so wet because I'm sweaty because <laughs> I'm nervous about the sex we're going to have. <laughs> so nervous. <laughs> I'm very insecure. <laughs> uh, yep. Uh, let's see. Anything else we uh, uh, want to say general stuff before we get into these songs? Baby. No, let's uh let's start easy skanking. Let's skank easily. Da, 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 da. 
Excuse me while I light my spliff. Good God, I got to take a lift. From reality, I just can't drift. That's why I'm staying with this riff. Take it easy, easy skanking. Lord, I take it easy, easy skanking. Take it easy, easy skanking. Got to take it easy, easy skanking. So I I sort of feel like even though this isn't explicitly political, I feel like a song about relaxing and having a, um, you know, not giving into the rat race or dog race or human race that is a rat race. Uh, uh, Pussy uh, and dog, they get together (laughs) in a race. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I feel like there is something uh, subversive politically about a song about like, no, we're going to smoke weed. This is part of our lifestyle. Being relaxed, not being um, subject to, you know, the pressures of like capitalistic productivity and things like that. I feel like this is implicitly very political. I think think you're on to something there. Like, yeah, in a capitalist system, relaxing is... Like, it's <laughs> sort of like anti, uh, subversive, I guess is the word you used, which is a better word. Yeah. Right. It's interesting. I was, I was, yeah, uh, it's, you know, no, go ahead. There's all this criticism these days about like, uh, white ideas of self care, which are all like revolving around buying things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, like that, that, that self care is also just sort of a drug like behavior that gives into more capital capitalism. Mm-hmm. Um, work your ass off, get stressed, get burnt out, and then try to buy back your energy, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like this is like actually subversive, like, uh, and um, actually self care is what they're talking about. They're doing a religious sacrament. Um, they're, uh, I mean, maybe it's not a great idea to like smoke weed right away in the morning. <laughs> Like health wise, you know, but like, does he say he's doing uh, it in, the morning? in the context? Mm, I don't know if they say that in this song, but there, there are at least half a dozen other songs where Bob Marley says, "I wake up and uh, sip from my cup," or you know, like the bong, right. or like I, I in the morning, in the evening, mm-hmm. like put it on, etc. Mm-hmm. Like, smoke weed every day. They hey, smoke weed all day. Yeah. Smoke weed every day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, so, but in the context of, of in, in the context, I feel like what they're talking about is like a a kind of like a radical, um, call to inaction. Yeah. That's (laughs) interesting. I was just reading this article. I I pulled it up here. It was on the Atlantic, which I don't always, uh, think is amazing. They're a little bit like center right or centrist for my taste sometimes but they have this article called how life became an endless terrible competition which is all about like the idea Uh of the rat race and the quote-unquote meritocracy and competition and how it just like completely destroys people's mental health and uh yeah i mean you get turned into like a cog uh, a robot in the capitalist machine and uh then you're just like worked to death and pitted against each other and yeah it's almost like this yeah this call to like a religious sort of relaxation is inherently pretty subversive yep uh that's i mean that's that's not unrelated to the idea of shabbat or um sabbath that's true because like people like the whole the whole idea of sabbath is well i mean there's it's an all-encompassing idea but the idea is if you rest then you are subverting your like your your higher ups 
ability to um, make you slaves, right. essentially. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And and it has baked into it the idea that like um, you actually need to rest in order to be productive, um, even to the extent of like don't work the land on the seventh year because the land needs to rest. Yeah. Let it lie fallow or else you're going to hurt the soil. Right. You know? Yeah. So man, they were onto some like yeah. advanced. Anyway, shit back in the all day. that is to saying like, this isn't soft stuff. Like the, you know, like this is actually really powerful, especially verse two where he says, tell you what herb for my wine, honey for my strong drink, herb for my wine, honey for my strong drink. He's uh, replacing wine and liquor with uh, marijuana, with the sacrament of relaxation. And uh, yeah, I think I think research is pretty clear that alcohol is much more damaging than weed is. Like weed generally doesn't oh, interesting. Know, lead people to commit acts of violence in the same way that alcohol does. Well, sure. Yeah. So that, that part is also subversive to like, you know. Uh, brewers and liquor manufacturers and just the like the status quo in general easy skanking uh there's also a video i believe on this one maybe it's on a different one like there's a video of skanking it's like actual jamaican skanking. oh that sounds hard i mean easy oh yeah yeah here here it is uh if you look at the the genius annotation uh for the intro that just says easy skanking easy skanking Mm -hmm. um there is a video of a jamaica skank and it is vaguely related to what we've talked about before like this the stupid white boy ska Uh dance but it's a lot more interesting that's uh that's surprising i never would have expected that yeah right (laughs) what you're saying so like uh white people uh, appropriate something and then water it down to lose all meaningless or to lose all meaning and make it dumb and boring. When does that ever happen? That doesn't uh-huh. sound real. <laughs> um, this is, I'm watching it right now. This is cool. Yeah, it's cool. It's a, uh, it's a lot more subtle than the like arms flailing thing that I have known as skanking in my life. Yes. <laughs> Where it looks like you're just um, on a very fast treadmill trying to uh, barely not fall over. <laughs> yeah. Going as fast as you can to not look stupid. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Yeah. So good. I like this song. This is a good song. Uh, You have some sound samples you want to uh, talk about, right? Oh, yeah. I forgot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So (laughs) there's some really charming uh, background vocals in this. Uh, When he says the lyrics that you read earlier, excuse me while I light my spliff. Mm -hmm. Uh, which I, I've always I've always understood spliff to mean like part tobacco, part marijuana. That's that what true? I've understood it to mean. But I wonder if it means something different in, in this uh, context. Well, in Jamaica or because it doesn't seem like they'd be smoking tobacco. Yeah. Niceup.com. Yeah. The, the genius annotation. Niceup oh, says spliff is large cone shaped marijuana cigarette. So that's more of what we would call a oh, derby, there you go. I guess. Or a blunt. Yeah. Uh, spliffs are just so... Uh, I, I don't smoke a lot, uh, and, but like at, there's a certain contingent of people who smoke spliffs all day long at uh, the uh, Clifftop Festival in West Virginia. So that's like the one type, time of year that I try to s- participate in like smoking mm-hmm. culture. And it's always just like, oh, I feel like Yeah, tobacco is owie. <laughs> Not my yeah. cup of tea. Anyway, when uh, when Bob sings "Excuse me while I light my spliff," the background vocals, the uh, uh, what are they called? The I three. That sounds right. We I threes or something. Uh, um, it's the it's ladies, a I and I and go, I. Yeah, <laughs> nailed it. Good they job. They all go. Yep. 
they all go spoof yep. <laughs> on the uh, uh, dominant seventh, and it's really charming. <laughs> it's very good. Excuse me while I light my spirit. <laughs> 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 That's very good. I like that a lot. Yeah. So they're essentially turning the chord into a dominant seven chord so that it leads into the next chord. So that's what it's doing functionally. Um, It's a pretty precedented sound, except for they're, I think, the only ones that are covering that note in the chord. I might be wrong, but um, I think it's just really funny to, to sing spliff in that like sort of staccato way on that note it's just cute split (laughs) it's good stuff i like that a lot uh there's also some pretty great uh double time uh guitar filling um so there's this great guitar fill moment towards the end of the song and then it it sort of goes into double time like they start playing like extra notes um so we've talked about this before that like in 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 slow tempo songs that doesn't necessarily mean that all of the notes in the song are going to be slow because that just means that you can divide up the beat um into more pieces so you can still play really fast stuff in a slow tempo if that makes sense like we encountered this a lot with slayer um i think that's the first slayer uh (laughs) comparison no I, I compared some of his lyrics to uh to, uh, to slayer at one point where he oh, kept right. rhyming like multi-syllabic words yeah. oh yeah you love to hear <laughs> love that. to hear that so good anyway so here's some like really uh some really cool guitar yeah. playing rhythmically <laughs> right there Oh, yeah. It really, like, yeah. fits all. It crams a lot of notes in there. Yeah. Uh, Junior Marvin, apparently, is a guitarist. Oh, yeah. He's there. been on a couple of these. Yep. Um, yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. I want to say, I feel like I feel like the main thing that takes, like, guitar playing from noodling to tasteful playing, it's not the notes, necessarily, although that is part of it, but I feel like it's the mm. rhythm. You can play kind of whatever note you want, even if it's unintentional, I think, as long as the rhythm is good. Like, that same guitar part, if played by, like, a less competent guitarist who couldn't play quite in the pocket, it would be insufferable. Right. Like, play the play the play it again, but just imagine if, uh, like, a, like, an old white, like, blues <laughs> dad rock mm-hmm. guitarist mm-hmm. was playing it. Like it could be the same notes, but just with a yeah. worse rhythm. Just or imagine if it was, like that. quantized. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I could totally imagine like a fat old white dude with a goatee um, playing those exact notes, but not with that kind of rhythm. Yeah, exactly. It's like the notes are the same. It's a fretted instrument, so it's not like there's, you know, microtonal stuff going on necessarily. And it's just a blues scale, or more specifically, I think just a minor pentatonic scale. It's basic stuff, Mm -hmm. but the rhythm is extremely uh, nuanced. 
like where the phrases start and stop, and then the the pocket of where the notes land within the beat that is not quantized. Yeah. You know, like that's all it takes. I wonder, Cameron, I wonder how many sexist jokes musicians have made about female musicians and not having pockets. I feel like there's there's something there. <laughs> you know, because like women's pants often don't have good pockets or they're very shallow or don't yeah. have them at all. Oh, you were you were real in the purse. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. <laughs> On that track. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should just maybe we should just uh replace that phrase with in the fanny pack because that that's like equal opportunity, you know, isn't gendered. <laughs> In the non-gender receptacle. <laughs> in the receptacle. <laughs> How about in the cup? Everybody uses cups, right? I mean, I don't want to be normative. Uh-huh. You just say uh, you, you really smuggled that <laughs> rhythm up your butt. <laughs> I'm going to have to do a body cavity search. Yeah, everyone does that. Yeah. You're a real mule. You're smuggling that rhythm right up in there. Well, Victor Wooten has gone on record saying you can't hold no groove if you ain't got no pocket. Sexist. And I feel like that's that pretty sexist. sexist. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he should amend it and say, unless you have a purse or a fanny pack or a backpack or a tote bag or, <laughs> or a, a bud. bud. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I think it's time to move on to the next song. Kaya. We've heard this one before. Nathan, you might be right. But this is a different version. It's slower. I feel so good in my Cameron, is is Bob Marley's voice changing? I th- I feel like he's singing deeper. There's no falsetto. I don't think there's any falsetto on this album, and he sounds a little right. rougher. Maybe. What do you think? Yeah, I think so too. Like uh, he used to be pretty high pitched and doing a lot of uulating, but he's he's gotten a little a little raspier and, and gruffer. And I I feel like we've also started to hear some sort of like American blues, more American blues influences yeah. too. And I wonder if that's had an oh, effect. Yeah. Like if it's that's conscious. I, I'm curious how old he is when this album is released. Let's see, 19. Did I say conscience? I meant conscious. I don't know if you said that. I mean, he he's either way. Oh, he's 33 when this album came out. That's the Jesus age. Yeah, but he puts it on every morning. So I bet that's also had an effect on his Ah, yeah, he puts it on in the morning. That is true. The uh, quote-unquote armor of God. Uh, Yeah, so we've talked about this (laughs) um, song. Kaya is apparently a slang word for marijuana, that nice, kind herb and... uh, so he wants to, he he's got to have Kaya now for the rain is falling. That's and then he has yeah. Why? Uh, I don't know because you can't go outside and play it's soccer. Just, it's just an well, excuse. You can't go outside and play soccer. So you're just like, well, I guess we'll just sit around and smoke. I can't play soccer now. <laughs> he was a big soccer fan, from what I hear. He he hung out with Pele. Huh. I I uh, I have read. Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, get up and turn I loose. Wake up and turn I loose for the rain is falling. So you just, you wake up, it's raining. You're like, well, this day's fucked. I'm not going to do anything today or accomplish anything. I might as well just have Kaya now. Love it. Actually, I, I doubt that that's what this song is about. I don't know. It's, it's almost more like a, uh, like it's a warm, comforting thing. It's like, it's like, you know, it's, it's his pumpkin spice latte, Cameron, you know, (laughs) when it's dreary out and it's raining, he just wants to curl up in a cozy blanket with a nice mug of Kaya. Got to have (laughs) PSL. (laughs) 
Mmm, yummy. Oh, pumpkin spiced Kaya? Yes, please. Episode oh title. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> this is what I'm going to do now. I'm just going to like force you to consider whatever I think. Stupid bullshit Fine. the title's going to be. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, this is one of the most musically interesting tracks I've ever heard Bob Marley. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. And produce. Yep. Uh, most of it has to do with the, uh, there's this like bass register or baritone register organ. Yeah, that part sounds real um, weird. Yeah. So what's going on there is uh, the organ is playing a minor third and then the higher organ part is playing a major six. Um, and so it's over a four, it's over a four chord. So th- those are all notes that are precedented in like a, a, a four chord that's a dominant seven. So this is all like precedented, but the way that it's the way that it's voiced is really spooky, uh, and it it makes just a straight up tritone, which is a tritone by its by itself outside of context is pretty spooky sounding in in the context of like blues and jazz, like it is foundational and it's like what you expect to hear, but this is like it doesn't really sound like. Um, like a seven chord it just sounds mm, spooky mm-hmm. um and like there's two different uh modalities going on at the same time so yeah, yeah. check that out <laughs> oh man that sounds crazy <laughs> Wake up, oh my god <laughs> speaking of spooky yeah so that note and then the high note that's very dissonant Mm -hmm. and then there's that creepy Um, poltergeist i feel like yes (laughs) yeah it's quite the vibe it's it's vibes it's it's vibing for sure yeah Yeah. uh so i i was immediately uh arrested by by oh no did someone bail you out and i did not Ah, resist ah, did they mirandize you Oh, then you're uh, nope. going to win in court. That's for sure. And I did not say silent. I went, ooh. <laughs> oh, no. Yes. Cameron, that's going to be used against you in a court of law. Yeah, damn this it. guy said, ooh, and we arrested him. Lock him up. Uh, so there's another moment where Bob Marley is singing the major third and that same organ note, the minor third, is playing. And it is even it more is dissonant. mind bungling. Let's take a listen. Wake up on yeah he's singing turn turn i loose that's the major third and then the the organ is going boom so it's like uh it's like an octave and a minor second or something like that wow very dissonant a sharp nine (laughs) or something that's what they uh did or a flat nine right that's what they told me i resembled after my iq test hmm you're equivalent to a smart nine-year-old. Oh, okay. <laughs> a sharp nine. Get it? All right. Yeah, I get it. Cameron, you, you sound like a little bit of a dull seven to me. <laughs> Don't even get my jokes. Come on. Try to keep up. So, um, yeah, another song about smoking, mm-hmm. but it's spooky. I mean, it's, it's not another one. It's just a, another of the same one. Yes. <laughs> it's another another version of it. Yeah. The last, I don't think the last version had such uh, bananas harmony. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah, this is the coolest one, the coolest song I think they've produced so far. 
It's fun stuff. And I feel like you can mm-hmm. have like open-ended lyrics like this if you support it with musically interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because there's not much to the lyrics. There's a lot of like repeated lines. Yeah, which is um, fine. You don't have to have that yeah. much going on. Yeah, exactly. Not every song has to be... Um, I guess like uh, like a like a rush song, right? Yeah, they, uh, and they honestly, talk about heavy-handed <laughs> philosophical season allegories. Season eleven. <laughs> oh God, uh, I don't know if I could handle that. I mean, I've I've listened to way too much Rush, probably. Yeah, um, but it's also it's kind of amazing how a smart person like Neil Peart can be so stupid <laughs> and write such stupid <laughs> lyrics <laughs> and be like so thoroughly captured by a like a philosophy it's not even really a philosophy a an ideology that is so on its face stupid as ayn randian like objectivism it's like he never grew out of being 14 years old or something so in uh hot takes in old time appalachian music there is a a concept of a distinction between a song and a tune with words and I, I really appreciate that Wait, what? distinction. Have you heard about this? I didn't know that. I, I thought the defi- the difference was that a song has words and a tune is just instrumental. Right, yeah, but there's all of these old-time fiddle and banjo tunes where there are lyrics that you can sing, but you would not call them a song. For instance, oh. the tune Cumberland Gap is a tune with words. Um, it huh. has enough lyrics that you and you could like floating verses that you could put it together in such a way that you could kind of like have a narrative, but it's mm-hmm. just um, it's just not a song. And I think at the end of the day, it's because the lyrics are in service to the melody. It, the The singing is an accompaniment to the um, to the instrumental aspects of of the song. I mean, of the tune rather. Whereas mm-hmm. in a song, you could argue that uh, the the instruments are an accompaniment accompaniment to the lyrics. Oh, I see. Or to to the singing rather. So okay, so it's not a hard and fast rule. It's more. No, of, it's it more of like a, a it's more of a spectrum. But uh, but most most like tunes that you'll hear at a at a festival of old time Appalachian fiddle and banjo music are tunes. A lot of them are tunes with words. And uh, if you hear some singing, you're probably hearing a tune with words as opposed to a song. And Mm -hmm. uh, I feel like that's kind of what a lot of this music is. I mean, I think that the, the existence of dub kind of speaks to that. Like this is about like the rhythm and the um, instrumental content. And then the singing is sometimes kind of an afterthought. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, Shall we move on to song number three? Yes. Yes. Is this love? Wait, I skipped a song. Wait, hang on. Nope, that's right. The, damn it, rapgenius.com tricked me again because the uh, songs are out of order. It's true. On uh, rapgenius.com. Damn it. All right, well, this is Is This Love. This is Um, Is This Love. I love that this is Is This Love. (laughs) Is it? Isn't it? Isn't it Is This Love? Is love. Look down deep down in your heart. Love is this love. (laughs) Is this? Cameron, 
is is this love love so I, w- I want to say that, uh, so this song apparently is dedicated to Rita, uh, Bob Marley's wife. And I feel like this late in the game, they've been married for like a decade, I think, at this point, if not more. More than that, like 13 or 14 years. Yeah, they've been yeah. married for a grip and he shouldn't be asking us this love. I mean, I like this song, <laughs> but it doesn't sound like someone that he's... <laughs> yeah, uh, wondering about you know like oh am i falling in love with you <laughs> am i falling in love with my wife <laughs> <laughs> i think cameron i'm gonna take a charitable interpretation of it and i'm gonna say this is uh this is expressing his feelings at the beginning of their relationship i see uh, especially the lines um you know because it's it's spoken so hypothetical and so it's such an offering tone yeah. The verse is, I want to love you and treat you right. I want to love you every day and every night. We'll be together with a roof right over our heads. We'll share the shelter of my single bed. Yeah, it's which, like a proposal. I mean, yeah, we'll share the same room. Yeah, for jaw, provide the bread. And I don't know, I, it doesn't necessarily have to be this. But to me, it, it sounds like a young person who maybe doesn't have their own house or, you know, is doesn't have a huge bed because they're still young and they haven't had occasion to get a bigger bed to hold more than one person. Um, oh, like sing, yeah, so, single bed, meaning like for one person. Well, not, yeah, but not also saying just the size. Like, well, no, that's what I'm oh, no, saying. His, that's what I'm saying. His bed's not married. Right. Uh, <laughs> his bed is single. Uh, can I have an open relationship with our beds? Um, so he's not just saying like, we're not going to do that thing that I've heard about where, uh, where, um, like fifties couples like have two different beds. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that only happened on TV. I don't think that actually happened. Well, I mean, I'm sure it happened in a few outliers, but I don't think that was a widespread trend. I suspect you're right. Yes. I think people in the fifties, Cameron, I, I they didn't fuck. They were having having sex sometimes. with each other shh don't let them know that i let on <laughs> i, I don't let on that i know i i love the idea like I, I know this is old news at this point but the the concept of someone fucking or not like being like a, oh like you know mr rogers fucks or whatever you know it's like <laughs> i i love how like insightful it is to to that idea that like we in general don't want to think about people as being sexual beings especially like the more innocent or the the more outside of our realm of sexual possibility (laughs) with them you know um Mm -hmm. it's like yeah we don't want to think about that or haven't wanted to think about that and then there's this sort of like movement in in our uh in our vernacular that's like oh yeah that person fucks <laughs> <laughs> like um just this acknowledgement and i kind of appreciate it yeah the I implications kind of it. i feel like yeah i don't know i feel like it it might be a little bit insensitive to like asexual people for instance um unless unless you make the argument that just according to the vernacular like it's such a like metaphorical phrase that you can say like oh yeah that asexual guy kyle yeah he fucks well (laughs) metaphorically uh i i think for the most part it is not metaphorical um Ah, i think if you listen to blank check like he uses it as if it were slaps but i don't think most people do that i see um i think it literally means I, i don't think it's 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 not a compliment. It's just literal. And in that way, I don't think it is insensitive to asexual people unless you're saying that they fuck. It's just Say an what? acknowledgement that certain people fuck. 
that you know that they do. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. If I have any asexual listeners who want to correct me, uh, I can't pay you for your emotional labor, but I would appreciate it. And, and I will correct myself <laughs> on, on the air next episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So those cats, those guys are aces. Yeah. Ace. You, you, have you heard that as a, as a yeah. slang term for asexual ace? Okay. Yeah. I thought, I thought that was, is clever and fun. It's, it's pretty catchy. I, I, I knew a guy that, uh, his nickname was ace back in high school. And let me tell you, he fucks. <laughs> That's He's insensitive. married now. <laughs> yeah. His nickname's insensitive. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, is it, is it, or is it not love? I want to know. I like your read a lot on this song. And I think it's really yeah? sweet. Oh, that's good. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. seems like you have, I don't want to stop you from saying more stuff I don't know about I, this song. I don't know if I have anything else. <laughs> I feel like I'm I mean, getting in your way. Let me be silent and just like let you talk. I mean, talk. he just, he just repeats. I mean, I basically have read all the words <laughs> in this song. Yeah. Because the chorus just goes, is this love? Is this love? Is this love that I'm feeling? I want to know. I want to know now. I got to know. I got to know. got to know now. Yeah. And then, oh, yes, I know. Yes, I know. Yes, I know now. That's all pretty simple, but I feel like it's it's yeah. pretty effective. Yeah. It's, it's like an interior really monologue. Yeah. I think the form of this song, the uh, phrase lengths, I think the form's really, really interesting. Um, basically, the verses, they have a, a square form after the first two lines. <laughs> So I want to love you and treat you right. I want to love you every day and every night. That's a seven. There are seven measures between those uh, first two lines. Yeah. And then it's, yeah, and then it's like, you know, four, four and four or eight, eight and eight or whatever. I think it's four, four. And I four, noticed that. Or four, 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 it's, four, four. It's, it's a little bit of a, of a, like just extra zing to it. Yeah. Like a little extra, extra, um, a little bit of interest. Yeah. So um, I don't know the best way to go about this to instruct people how to detect this if you haven't really detected this before, but just like kind of groove to it in the, this sound sample and feel how like at a certain moment it kind of shifts and you're like, oh, now the grooves, uh, now my expectation has shifted of where of where the beginning of the phrase is. Mm-hmm. Cuts right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's really interesting, especially in this very like simple song. Yeah, that's yeah, you know, yeah. Otherwise simple and and straight ahead, like that is very engaging. Yeah, cool All song. Right. Uh, cool song. Next song is called "Sun Is Shining." This is a this is one that we have uh, heard before. This was on Soul Revolution. Hmm. Yeah, it was on Soul Revolution. And if if I recall, it was a pretty similar version to this. Hmm. Sun is shining, the weather is sweet. Make you want to move your dancing feet to the rescue. Here I am. Want you to know, yeah, where I stand. Uh, tell myself a new day is rising. Blah blah. Yeah. What is this song yeah. about? Is this about being like steadfast and dependable? That's the only kind of like meaning I could gather from it. I think 
I don't know. There's there's a lot of kind of stuff going on here. There's there's a bridge apparently where he says, "We'll lift our heads and give Jah praises." So part of me is like, this is kind of a religious hymn saying that like at all times of the day, like when the sun shines, I'm gonna praise Jah, and when the you know moon shines, I'll praise Jah, and um sort of just enjoying the daybreak in the natural world but then also we get another bridge where he says so to the rescue to the rescue and to the rescue all right and i don't really know how that fits in with any of that and then there's apparently a a part where he says scoop he doop scoop scoop he does do that yes (laughs) did you get a sample of that because i don't think i did oh no well oh no go find it you can scrub around a bit here we go let's scrub i don't want no scrubs There's some of that great percussion. Yeah. Where's that scoop to do? There it is. Okay. Let's get a clean, clean thing. Scooper, scooper, scoop, scoop. Yeah, you make I'm not me really wanna sure. scoop to scoop, 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 scoop. You make me want to scoop a poop and poop a scoop. I ate a scoop, and it's got to come out sometime. Ah, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, bad yeah, show. I don't, it was a terrible show. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'd, I I don't think I have much... To, I don't have anything else to say about this song. It's yeah, just kind of a on. confusing jumble. Yeah. Next song, Satisfy My Soul. I like it. I like it like this. I like it like this. Ooh, yeah. Satisfy my soul. Satisfy my soul. I think this song is about the inside dance. Hmm. You think this is about sexual relations? Sexual satisfaction. When we bend a new corner, I feel like oh, a sweepstake yeah. winner. Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. I meet you around the corner, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you make mm-hmm. me feel like a sweepstake winner. Yeah. The song about what reach arounds. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what the metaphor is. Yeah. The old reach around. Um, oh, please don't you rock my boat because I don't want my boat to be rocking. Now, what oh, is please it? don't you rock my boat <laughs> because I don't about? want my boat to be rocking. <laughs> that part's about his dick. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't want his dick to be touched. I don't know. I don't know, dude. I mean, he, he's seems just antithetical. Like, <laughs> right? Uh, well, he he only he only wants prostate stimulation. He doesn't want any kind <laughs> of uh, <laughs> phallus work. <laughs> Uh, he wants you to satisfy his soul and in the soul hole. <laughs> well, uh, the soul wants what it wants. And by the soul, I mean the yeah. prostate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, is he just, is he, is he just using the metaphor? He's like, please don't rock my boat as in like, don't change the situation because I don't want the situation changed. Is that what he's getting at? When yeah, he says, I, think, I, I, mean, I think so. That's what the annotation on rapgenius.com says. I'm telling you that I like it. I like it like this. Oh, okay. So he is. So keep it steady. Like it like this. Oh, well, there you, you go. Should know, you should know by now. I Stop like being it like sexually this. adventurous. 
Yeah. <laughs> Don't get in a role play or subdom play or anything. Just just keep just plain old vanilla prostate simulation. <laughs> it's so told vanilla. You this. <laughs> Uh, Cameron, if I were a lesser man, I would have made some joke about chocolate instead of vanilla right there, but I didn't because I'm a, I'm a good person. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Yes. You're welcome. But I'm not good enough to not have said that pointing out how good I am. No, I, I'm well aware of (laughs) your general (laughs) morality, (laughs) the state of your soul. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Uh, yeah, it's, it's basically, yeah. Um, just stay the course. Don't change anything. Keep on satisfying me. Whoa, child. Can't you see? You must believe me. Oh, darling, darling. I'm calling, calling. I don't think you should sing this song to a child. It's a little bit. mm, Yeah. When I let you around the corner, I said, baby, never let me be a loner. And then you hold me tight. You make me feel all right. Yes. When you hold my prostate, you make me feel all right. Oh, sorry. I I was, that was, I was editorial. I was just thinking about something else for a minute. Yep. Yeah. Anything else to say about the song? No. Keep going. (laughs) Let's keep going to a song called She's Gone. This song is i really like it just mm, the sound of it and the whole the whole vibe the groove uh feels really like upbeat and positive and catchy and i like that a lot um mm. i think in general i prefer most of the time with exceptions i prefer when he's using a major tonality interesting um, how come i don't know i just yeah the minor the minor key songs some of them are like have up like uh, happy lyrics but a minor key sound and it's it's just so it sounds so drastically different uh when he's using the minor key because i don't know I, th- I think what generally when he uses the minor key he really uses the minor key it sounds very minor uh-huh. um so yeah i guess I, I might just prefer in general the major key ones and uh this song is in major key and i like how it sounds uh, would you even say though that- the lyrics Hmm? Would you say that the major major key songs make you happy and minor key songs make you sad? Well, that's the interesting thing is because this oh. song is a sad song. It has sad lyrics. But the major scale. But the major scale, boo-hoo. She had left me a note hanging on my door. She said she couldn't take it. She couldn't take it anymore. The pressure around me just couldn't see. She felt like a prisoner who needs to be free. I wonder if he is writing this about Rita. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Fools have tried. Yeah, wise men have failed. Oh, listen to me, honey. Life could never be another jail. Still, we know now. We'll never see smoke without fire. And everyone you see has a heart desire. It seems kind of a non sequitur. And then chorus, she's gone, she's gone. And then I, I like this part. Oh, mockingbird, have you ever heard words that I never heard? It just kind of comes out of nowhere. But I really like the like the groovy way he sings. Um, oh, mockingbird, have you ever heard hmm. words that I never heard? It's it's like just this little moment of poetic license that is not very logical, but I like it. Hmm. Yeah. And you it's, called, it's almost you like, called the is, bluff. Yeah. Yeah. I call the bluff. Is the bird mocking him? Does he feel mocked by the bird? Um, or is he like kind of appealing to some manifestation of nature that has more knowledge than he does or something? I don't know. I, I just, hey, bird, I just like you that. seem smart. 
Tell me about ladies. Tell me about human ladies. (laughs) Tell me all these words I never heard. Like, tweet, tweet. (laughs) Tell me all your bird words. (laughs) I I just heard that song about how the bird is the word. Mm. God damn it, Cameron. Now I'm going to have that stuck in my head for like a hundred years. Everybody's heard. Mm. She left. She had. She had left me a note hanging on my door. She said she couldn't take it. Couldn't take any more. The pressure around me just couldn't see. She felt like a prisoner who needs to be free. Do you feel like this is autobiographical? Like, is he just putting on a character and just kind of like playing in the space, or is he actually confronting the possibility that one of his many uh, wives, wife slash girlfriends, will leave him? Oh, or right. has left him. You know, uh, like, is this a character, or is he thinking, or you know, it has maybe one of his girlfriends left him, or is he thinking that they might, or is he like imagining himself in this, or is it just a character? Yeah, that's hard to say. Um, I'm I'm sure in his many dalliances, some of them have not ended well. Yeah, that's so safe to say, <laughs> just like uh, uh, probability, you know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so it, it it very well could be autobiographical. Should we talk about Misty yeah, Morning? Much- yeah, sure. Next song, number seven, Misty Morning. Uh, minor key song so nathan doesn't like it <laughs> i did say that it held true in every situation and that every time he uses the minor key i absolutely hate it and can never like it i did say that you're right cameron well joke's on you because this one's in dorian you dummy Whoa, no <laughs> it's only <laughs> half minor blown. oh boy oh you got me <laughs> two-thirds oh. minor i'm defeated uh yeah you just heard in that chorus a re- real tasty major two chord which only happens in the in the dorian mode or in mm, chromatic music mm, yum 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 eat it right up um, nom, yeah. nom, nom, nom. uh there's a great horn intro you want to play that yeah i do want to play that That's great. Mm-hmm. You, you love to hear that. There's a lot of great horn work in this song. I also like that when it when it resolves at the end, it still happens on the offbeats. It goes do da do da do da da da, which is on like I think the end of seven and then the end of one. Like you don't hear that mm-hmm. da until the end of one. It's like one two three four one two da 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 da. Um, mm-hmm. so I don't know why I said seven. I meant, uh, it's the and, and of four and then the and of one. Mm. Uh, yeah, play, play that, that again and then listen to, uh, listen to the very end. Can you start it halfway through? Is that possible? Uh, maybe I can try. Oh, bingo. Here it is. Yeah. Just those little things make a big difference. Mm-hmm. I mean, once again, this is just a minor pentatonic scale, and uh, it's the rhythm that makes it interesting. Yeah, it's good stuff. Um, what's the song about? I don't know. <laughs> the power <laughs> of philosophy. It's about a misty morning, Cameron. It's right there in the title. I don't know why you have trouble with it. Yeah, another that's, weather that's song. 
That's it. That's all there is. Sun is shining. Hmm, misty morning. Oh, I know you're out there somewhere having fun. There's one mystery I just can't express. To give your more to receive your less. What that mean? What that mean? What that mean, Cameron? Uh, I received your less. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Keep this going. Is a, Don't stop. An- another one of those situations where I can't tell if this is a way that pe- the Jamaican people talk or if this is just like... S- like songwriting, like he just wanted it to rhyme. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Is it like poetic license, or is it? Yeah. Like his particular uh, background and idiom. Right. I'll never know. The power of philosophy, Cameron, floats through my head. It's light like a feather, but heavy as lead. Oh, this is a riddle. Uh, um. Okay. <laughs> let, let me see. Uh, light as feather, heavy as lead. Or maybe it's heavy as lead. Maybe it's a dog collar. <laughs> Wait, no, it's probably no, it's lead. not a lateral thinking puzzle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Light like a feather, heavy as lead. Maybe it's as heavy as a very small quantity of lead, which is equal to a feather. Oh, yeah. What kind of weighs like, more, uh, a ton of feather or a ton of bricks? Yeah, exactly. What weighs more, a ton of feathers or a ton of lead? Yeah. <laughs> so the power uh. of philosophy is a tiny, tiny feather made out of lead. I figured it out. Such a good image. Ah, powerful stuff. But don't eat it. Um, that's Get all I have head, to say about Mystery Misty Morning. Do you have anything more to say about it? <laughs> Cameron, time has come. I want you, I want you to straighten out my tomorrow, okay? Okay. Um, he also repeats uh, these lines, you can't jump in the water if you can't swim, which makes sense to me. I think I can uh, be on board with that. Well, don't jump in the water if you can't swim. That's actually a good point. You actually can. He says you can't jump in the water if you can't swim, but oh, you yeah. can. It's just a bad idea to do that. Right. Unless you've got a life jacket and maybe it's a backyard pool. Some floaties. Or maybe some noodles. Some floaties. Maybe it's a wading pool. Maybe it's a little nice, nice yeah, relaxing it, bath, you know? Yeah. But you probably shouldn't jump in a bath because you could slip and hit your head. Either way, so you don't maybe, really want to do that on a misty morning. Who wants to swim on a misty morning? Oh, um, that could be nice if it's like a a hot summer misty morning. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. Shut up. (laughs) Don't say anything. We're moving on. I don't need to. (laughs) Fuck you. Crisis. Song. He sings really different on this song. Yeah. No matter what the crisis is. Doing the, doing the, doing the. Why does he sing so different in this one song? I have no clue, man. Is it because it's a crisis? There is a crisis? It's almost like he's doing like a, a weird Michael Caine impression or something. Like he sort of turns his <laughs> S's into SH's. Uh-huh. Wait, Michael K- You mean like a, a not, uh, uh, shit, what's his name? Sean Connery? Does Michael Caine do a, an S to SH kind of he thing? He does something weird like that. Why do we fall, Master Bruce? Yeah, there's like uh, a, the, there's an extra. He, he like uh, aspirates uh, it a little extra, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not, uh, yeah, not Sean Connery. Let's hear your best a Michael Caine impression, Cameron. No. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Um, I, I, I'm Ringo Starr. I'd like to talk to Paul McCartney. Or, uh, fuck, uh, uh, Michael Caine, please. Inception, it can't be done. Inception Meet can't be done? Meet my best student, Juno. She got pregnant, but she's pretty good at architecture. You're just... 
Wow, Cameron, you're making such good uh, pop culture <laughs> reference jokes. Yeah. A reference is the same is thing right? as a joke, right? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Where's the beef? That's the same as a joke, right? <laughs> Just repeating something. It's a joke if you do it in a Michael Caine voice. Where's the beef? <laughs> you see, Shit, that wasn't funny. a Michael Caine voice. <laughs> that was like a that was like a Moriarty voice. <laughs> I never claimed to have a good Michael Caine, but I did try to get everyone to hear Cameron's Michael Caine, and he yeah. didn't. And I did great, and now we're going to move on. Oh, Back yeah, right. Let's incept it. Let's incept, <laughs> let's incept a very good Michael Caine impression. <sighs> oh, man, I just woke up from the most amazing dream in which Cameron showed off his great Michael Caine impression. <sighs> it sounded a little something like this. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> That's how you. That's, I'm Cameron Dewitt. <laughs> that's your totem. If I do a good Michael Caine impression, you know you're still in the dream. Because <laughs> it would never happen in real life. Yep. Cameron, Cameron, Cameron. If you die in the Michael Caine impression, you die in real life. <laughs> well, yeah. Don't kill. <laughs> Don't kill me, Master Bruce. <laughs> Oh boy, this this is more fun than talking about this song because Cameron, what's the song about? What 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 song is? Well, there's this really weird part in the song where Bob Marley keeps saying, "And they they having their fun, having a lots of fun, killing the people. Ooh, you having their fun." <laughs> totally, it's a really weird juxtaposition, and it's delivered in a really strange way. Mm-hmm. So uh, I I guess this is about like injustice. I guess. Uh, Yeah, they say the sun shines for all, but in some people's world, it never shines at all. They say love is a stream that will find its course. Some people think life is a dream, so they are making matters worse. (sighs) No matter what the crisis is, no matter what the crisis is, doing it, doing it, doing your thing. That's what it's about. (laughs) The Mm -hmm. lyrics are what it's about. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Should we just go on to the next one? Man, I I feel like I just gave blood. (laughs) (laughs) oh that's why i'm so wet (laughs) i need uh i I need some cookies Ooh, cookies yummy c is for giving blood and that's good enough for me next song is called running away So this song Cameron, are you to- running away? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This running is away from the song? outside the box set. <laughs> um, <laughs> this song, I think, is in second person. So, like, I think it's to him or something. Or because there's a there's a perspective switch at the end of the song. Basically, the whole song is is saying you're running away from yourself, but you can't run away from yourself. You must have done something wrong. Um, that kind of thing. It's sort of a accusatory, but maybe supportive song, trying to an accountability uh, kind of thing. But then at the end of the song, it says, "I am not running away." No, don't say that uh, because I am not running away. Uh, ooh, running away! I've got to protect my life. I don't want to live with no strife. It is better to live on the housetop than to live in a house full of confusion. So I made my decision and I left you. Now you come in to tell me that I'm running away, but it's not true. I am not running away. So it really just 
turns it around at the end. Yeah. It's like it's a you're it's a, witnessing a conversation. Yeah. Two voices going on. So here. I don't know who's supposed to be who. Whom is whom? Hmm. And yeah, I don't know yeah. whose side I'm supposed to take. Every man thinking his burden is the heaviest. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's basically the song. You must have yeah, done something. If it, it feels like a platitude, you know, just sort of like a, a vague song about like um, say, telling someone to like not be so dramatic or, or to face their problems. And at the end, it's like, no, like my problems are really real. And like I made this choice um, with agency. I still don't mm-hmm. know what to do with it, but it's it's definitely yeah. an interesting idea for a song. It is. I just wish we knew anything about the situation or who these characters are. Um, right. He, he does have some interesting lines. It is better to live on the housetop than to live in a house full of confusion. I think that yeah. might be from the Proverbs or the Psalms, maybe? Yeah. Or it feels, if not, it feels very biblical. Very similar. Yeah. Or maybe Jesus might have said something like really similar. Um, yeah. So I made my decision. I left you. Now you come mean to tell me that I'm running away. Yeah, it's he's sort of like splicing the difference between leaving and running away. Yes. Like, yeah, you, just because you have a problem or are potentially in a bad relationship, which could be what the situation is here, uh, just because you leave doesn't mean you're running away. Uh, it doesn't mean you're like quitting. At a certain point, you have to be like, I'm just getting out of here. Like, at a certain point, resolving the problem or sol- solving the problem is t- to just leave. Like, yeah. and it doesn't mean you're running away or avoiding it. You're just like, this is the solution. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. Uh, strategic quitting, I believe, is something we talked about in a recent episode. Yeah, pre-quitting. That's what I like to do. <laughs> strategic or not. Yeah. Uh, there's a great uh, Bone Bone and Bob duet. It's a trombone and Bob Marley, and they're du- singing the same melody. Bad to the bone, the trombone, that is. I like the way that guy bones. Whoever's always, uh, boning that. <laughs> you don't have a bone to pick with him about a solo? No. Great boning. Um, I w- want him to slide into my DMs like he slides mm-hmm. on the trombone. Uh, <laughs> yeah, great. No, yeah, good great. Joke. All this is good. Um, I always wonder in moments like this, uh, did they decide on a melody ahead like ahead of time and then they they rehearsed it and then performed it together or did one of them start improvising that melody and then the other overdubbed either way i think it sounds oh, really cool yeah mm-hmm. yeah fun stuff let's do the last right. song time last will tell. song time will tell does this remind do i does it make me think of a beatles song what is it does it remind you of anything i don't know the those that like 12 string guitar sounds very familiar so like almost like a Joni mitchell type sound yeah it's got like kind of a folk like 70s folky kind of thing going on yeah there was some other 12 string guitar in this album uh on another one 
And I mean, I get, this is still the seventies, right? Yeah. 78. So yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Where's that other 12 string guitar? Play that misty morning uh, intro again, but just listen to the guitar instead of the horns. If you're able to block out the horns in your, in okay. your mind. Yeah. In my mind ears. I don't think I heard a 12-string guitar there. Uh, it's definitely in there. The 12-string, really? Yeah, it's pretty low. Are you sure it's a 12-string and not just a 6-string? Well, I said it's a 12-string because it sounds like a 12-string. It's not the electric oh. guitar. Huh. Maybe I just missed it. Oh. I don't know. Uh, so this uh, is yep. more of a political song. Yeah, it opens with some pretty political lines. Jaw would never give the power to a bald head, uh, meaning a... Uh, a white person essentially or a non-rastafari right so and then he says run come crucify the dread which i don't i don't get how those two lines go together yeah, like, is that even an just imperative on a level yeah everybody come crucify come come crucify me please come on over i'm yeah, 33 time to get crucified come yeah. on <laughs> um yeah is it is it the bald head that's coming is it like that the bald head is coming to crucify the dread or what you know there's an annotation here about the line back them up, not the brothers, but the ones who set them up. And this annotator is saying that uh, he's saying there should be retribution against the ones who are responsible for a shooting, but uh, he doesn't actually have any beef with the trigger the person who pulled the trigger. He's like, who are the persons who are moving the pawns? Wait, so what? maybe the, I'm, may, like, I'm just saying like, maybe when he's saying come crucify the dread, maybe he's talking about his assassination attempt. Oh, huh. Hmm. Think you're in heaven, but you living in hell. This song is a little confusing. Yeah. The verse, mm, sold is. my freedom around the world, sold man to the ground. Oh, I, grammatically, it made me think that he was implying I sold my freedom around the world, but maybe it's someone else sold my freedom around the world, sold man to the ground, sold man took a man pride. Oh, children weep no more. Saw you settle the score. Hmm. It, I wonder if this song is just like about being in Babylon, the thinking you're in heaven, but you're living in hell, and then the, the eventual triumph of Jah. Yeah. I guess. That's sort of what I'm getting out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I like the vibe. I like the sound of the song. Uh, the lyrics confuse me a little bit, or a lot of bit. Yeah. It's uh, it's kind of a, a strange note to end on after this album. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, but it is kind of a uh, stripped down, uh, like... Um, slower tempo kind of chill song which fits as the last song on an album the kind of like arc of an yes. album in terms of like energy it's kind of like the the uh declining what, what uh falling action in, in literary terms yeah the arc of an album leans towards chill <laughs> it may be long but it does bend yeah. towards chill <laughs> that's it thank you you're welcome <laughs> that is a very good joke though uh, uh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the, mm-hmm. the delivery was so crucial to it, and I fucked it yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. But All I right. saved you, so it's okay. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah. So that is Kaya, ten songs, nineteen eighty-seven. Not bad. Yeah, I liked it better than the last couple albums. Yes. How many more have we got? Where, where are we going to wrap this up? Uh, we got three, we got more. three more. Survival it's next Uprising. time. Mm-hmm. Uprising and confrontation, or that and confr- that might be the uh, the one that we don't do, huh? It's the posthumous one. Yeah, we might. I don't know. We'll, Every time we'll, you we'll say posthumous, consider. I think you're like talking about pasta and hummus. Oh, <laughs> and hummus. <laughs> that is a good combo. I have eaten that pasta and hummus. Yeah, you pasta would. Hummus. <laughs> 
you you and like to you, you like to eat chickpea pasta so that's basically yep. posthumous well i've eaten chickpea pasta with hummus on it oh my god <laughs> <laughs> yep how can mm, anyone like, i'd like some i'd like some chickpeas <laughs> with my chickpeas please how, how can anyone be in the same room with you ever <laughs> They can't. That's why I'm so. Can you lonely. not move to Portland? Can you just stay in Boston across the United States. I will Portland? stink up the whole town once I move oh, to, to Portland. You won't be able to escape it. Um, Confrontation does have Buffalo Soldier, which is a good song and is well oh, known. Interesting. Oh yeah. shoot, maybe we got to do that. We'll see. Two or three more yeah, episodes. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. It doesn't have got. great reviews. Apparently, All Music and Rolling Stone gave it three out of five. So hmm. it might not be a great album because they gave Uprising, his last album, a four and a half out of five. Oh, interesting. Yeah. There's a song so, yeah, called Pimp, Pimper's Paradise on Uprising. Yes, there is. I think there <laughs> oh, are Oh, it's got some, Redemption Song. To redeem uh, the, the song from earlier on in the album, Pimper's Paradise. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Well. Let's wrap wrap it all on up. Let's wrap wrap a rapidity wrap. We rapping about the songs and we <laughs> wrap up the episode. Wrap wrap a rapidity wrap. Next time is survival, nineteen seventy nine. Yeah, uh, this has been think outside the box set. You can visit us online at boxset.website. Email us at email at boxset.website. Uh, go on our Discord. The link is in the show notes. It's a good time there. Uh, smash that like, hit that subscribe, write us a review on Apple Podcasts slash iTunes. If you want us to keep making the show, go to support.boxset.website, kick us a few dollars, and you'll get a little bit of access, well, full access to a little bit of extra content, which is our weekly mini show called What's there, in the Box Weekly. There's more than 50 episodes up there, so. there, There's like a whole year's worth almost. Yeah. Yeah. What do we talk about this week, Cameron? Um, we talked about... Uh, the the audiobook Wild Sheep Case <laughs> Wild Sheep, sheep Case <laughs> Wild Sheep Chase by uh, Murakami Cameron I would call it a barn I wouldn't call it a and sheep <laughs> case <laughs> <laughs> I've been English as a second language this whole time <laughs> uh, and then uh, Nathan talked about Br- Brockmire Brockmire yeah the, the first episode IFC of the show. comedy yeah what other podcast I ask you would have an episode that simultaneously that uh, on the same episode talks about a Haruki Murakami book from the early '80s and a currently running IFC comedy called Brockmire? Uh, I don't know. I'll have to get back to you on that. It's that doesn't eclectic. sound that unbelievable, honestly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that's why it's an, a bonus podcast. Bonus, bonus. What other podcast would have our takes on it? No, oh, uh, our podcast. Mm-hmm. Yep. Speaking of our podcast, you can also listen to Cameron's other podcast. It's called Get Up in the Cool. Uh, it's old time music, specifically Appalachian fiddle and banjo music and the traditions that sort of emanate out from from that area and that region and that time. So hope you all check it out. Cameron, Every do you ever week. play just regular time music or is it always old time music? It's always old, aged in, in, in uh, oak barrels. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and is it just about like hours passing or uh i'm see i'm trying to make a joke as if it were time music but i don't know it's it's hard to to make it scan all music is time music this is not a whoa joke. <laughs> that's the kind of wisdom that you come to this show and or get up in the cool for <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. all music is time music strong words hot takes over here 
Yep. So until next week with, uh, I already forgot the name of the album, Survival. I've been Nathan Hunt, and I'm a dull seven. I've been Cameron DeWitt, and the soul wants what it wants. And by the soul, I mean the prostate. Nailed it. Uh, get right up in that soul hole. <laughs> oh, man. I got soul, and that means my prostate. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I didn't drink any beer this time, so. I'm a prostate man. I like that. <laughs> I'm trying to think of other soul. Uh, prostate train or prostate plane. Those are good. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> let's see.